The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about him spread through all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When Jesus came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. The Lord has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind let the oppressed go free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And Jesus rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And then he began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O God. First impressions are important, right? Meeting the parents of your beloved for the first time, checking out a new church, church shopping as we sometimes call it, the first day on a new job or the first day at school. Our appearance, what we say, and our general vibe all get read in the first few moments when we interact with something new or someone new. So Jesus faces a similar situation in the gospel reading today. After he was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days, we see him now in his first public event. It's our first concrete glimpse of what he hopes to accomplish. And if there's not enough pressure already, he's preaching in his hometown. That's always loaded with a lot of baggage. Imagine the tension as Jesus takes the scroll and rolls it to the place that he wants, and all eyes are fixed on him. There's an anxious silence as everyone waits. And then Jesus begins to read from the prophet Isaiah. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he rolls the scroll back up and sits down to teach as was customary in worship at the time. But here's the kicker. His teaching, or sermon, is only nine words long. Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. <laughs> Jesus uses this moment, his first sermon, his first impression as a hometown boy, now prophet, to boldly proclaim that the prophecy is fulfilled in him. It's quite a first impression, don't you think? It may even be a little provocative or presumptuous. Can you imagine a nine-word sermon today? <laughs> Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible. Oops, I can't even finish the whole line. Some people might love a nine-word sermon. Raise your hands. <laughs> and yet I think most people want a little bit more, but certainly not more than 12 timed minutes. Right, Craig? Mine's only nine today, by the way. <laughs> My sermon today could be, you've been anointed for Christ's work in the world. 
done. Now let's sit and enjoy the silence. But seriously, you've been anointed for Christ's work in the world. Jesus uses his first impression moment to lay out his vision and tells the people who are gathered and us that the prophecy is fulfilled in him. Jesus embodies a spirit-led movement that is first and foremost for the poor, the captives, the blind, and the oppressed. In baptism, our mission is joined to the mission of Jesus to liberate people, to set people free from violence and poverty, fear and stress, to release people from the systems and sins that blind them, to care for the earth and release it from the damage that we have done. In today's reading from Corinthians, Paul uses the metaphor of the body as a call to mission. He uses the physical body to make a point. Would an eye say to the hand, I have no need of you? No, because the body needs all of the different parts. And when one part suffers, all suffer. And when one part rejoices, all rejoice. So each of us has different gifts or callings to celebrate and use for the flourishing of human community. Some of us have a hunger for justice and work tirelessly as advocates and system changers. Our own anti-racism team here at Holy Trinity is committed to doing anti-racism work and dismantling systemic racism, not just our own prejudices. And not only for themselves, but as one part of this body so that we can all break down barriers that divide us. Some people also, we also seek justice and advocate for our transgender siblings so that the system that tries to separate us in binary ways and build walls of distrust and hatred will be broken down and we all can and will be valued members of the human community. Now, some of us are drawn to beauty, and those are our gifts, and we're drawn to the beauty that, in its capacity to transform lives. Members of this body sing in the choir and play musical instruments that inspire us all to sing along and praise God. Others beautify our worship space with floral arrangements, candles, even pumpkins and gourds in the right season, so that we can celebrate the blessings of creation. Some of us are drawn to the truth of things. Scholars and teachers among us help us to grow in faith. And some of us are truth tellers, calling out the injustices and sin that surround us, telling the truth about the abuse of power and the abuse of people, telling the truth about climate change and our complicity in it, telling the truth about the lives of immigrants and refugees and asylum seekers and how we can help not harm them. And finally, some of us are inspired by goodness and kindness. These people are drawn naturally to service in a multitude of ways. During the recent government shutdown, just in this last week, there was an abundance of people willing to donate meals and gift cards and money even therapy, to the people in our congregation who are affected by the furlough. And through your generous gifts of time and money, 
We support a variety of services in places like the night ministry that provides meals to homeless youth or the Lakeview Pantry providing groceries and clothing to those in need and through the ELCA World Hunger Program providing sustainable living resources for people all over the world. Our mission here at Holy Trinity has a bit of all four of these things, advocating for justice, delighting in God's beauty, being open to questioning and engaging the world with intention. You see, we are the body of Christ, filled with the Holy Spirit and anointed in baptism. We are called to carry out Christ's mission in the world. May the liberating word fulfilled in our hearing today set us free. May our lives be full of praise and our hearts full of compassion. The living Christ is among us, here, now. He liberates us from bondage and draws us near to the brokenhearted, the poor, and all those waiting for good news. Now, I don't know what the latest news is today, so I don't know if there's going to be a State of the Union address on Tuesday or not. But I do know that today, our community gathers at noon for our annual celebration about the state of this body. We'll hear what we've been up to this year, celebrate our accomplishments, be informed about how we use our money, and learn about our dreams that we have for the coming year. And no doubt, during this time, we will be reminded as we gather for delicious food and holy conversation that you have been anointed for Christ's work in the world. 